Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. For more information, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. You know, it's really cool that we're in this series called Gifted. Uh, Pastor Josh talked last week about time uh, and what we do with our time and the gift of time we've been given, but then uh, how do we use it to, to follow Jesus and serve Jesus first and foremost uh, with our time? Because uh, as much as we've been given, it seems like there's never enough. Um, and, you know, as we, as we look at this series, looking at time last week, and we're looking at talents today. And if you'd like to turn to Matthew 25, we're going to end today uh, walking through a, a parable in Matthew 25 um, as we get uh, in the second half of the, of the message today. Um, and, then, and then, of course, we're, we're going to have a, a time where we where we hear about others gifted to go to the world, whether it be local or global, during missions conference weekend, and then we're ending with, um, with, ta- with, um, with our treasure, just those resources uh, from our lives that we've been given by God, and that'll be our last one. Uh, but really, as we look at being gifted by God, you know, the, the idea is that, that we're gifted to, to give away and, and bless others with our time, talents, and treasure, uh, and that we would, we would purposefully, willfully, uh, you know, thoughtfully choose to partner with God to, to make a difference in the world because of God. We'd partner with God to make a difference because of Jesus in the world around us, and then because we're doing it for Jesus and we're submitting our lives to God, it'll make a difference if, if the Lord tarries in his return and we perish here on earth before time ends, that, that, that the difference we've made actually goes beyond our time, um, that there's that legacy uh, that, that we leave. And today we're looking at, at talents, those things that God has gifted us with or given to us or or created us to naturally have some people just have these natural talents in them um and and God even helps us to to along the way maybe we're not certain specifically gifted in something uh just born with it but then along the way he's like I want to use you for this so I'm going to help you learn this and incorporate it in you for my benefit to to bless others and to and to and to highlight you know, highlight Jesus there, you know, and it could be skills, it could be abilities, it could be just the, the natural ability to learn how to get her done, uh, if we want to just, you know, talk Larry the Cable Guy uh, version of that, but these qualities that, that make a difference in people's lives because we love Jesus. Um, so what I'd like to do is pray to start for us to pray together. We're going to have a prayer time here at the beginning. We're going to have a prayer time before we go to our last song of worship. Um, and right now for us to, to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us in these next 20 minutes or so, to ask God to help us to see and hear and understand his heart for us, for his plans from us. So so that we would not just hear, you, you loved me and you died for me, which that's the main thing. You made a way where there was no way. That's the main thing. But what is your heart for me, for what you want to do through me and because of me? That we would ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us during this time. He might affirm something. He might uh, challenge us in something. He might uh, give us an aha moment. 
He might lead us into something absolutely new that you would never have thought of. But if it's for the advancement of the kingdom and for the cause of Christ and for the salvation of people and the blessing of people's lives, it's, it's never going to come from the enemy and it's never going to come from the selfish humanity within us. It's only going to come from the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to ask uh, that you join with me in just seeking the Holy Spirit right now. Father, I thank you for giving us at salvation your spirit to live in us, to help us become more like Jesus one degree at a time, like you say in 2 Corinthians, but also to, to, to help us hear what you want to do from us, what you want to do in us, what, what you would like us to take part in every day of our lives, whether it be something big we plan out or something in the moment where you just say, buy their groceries, go fix their refrigerator, give them a ride to the hospital, invite them into your home, that the Holy Spirit, you would speak to us today and help us to, to submit our talents to you in such a way that we'd say, whatever you ever ask at any time, be it a long-term commitment we make to it or a, a, they're all just maybe a few just one-time things that, that we, would, we would say yes. We would live with a yes heart to give away the talents within us. We would never hoard them or keep them to ourselves. We would never, we would never selfishly serve ourselves, but we would live with others in mind because you have saved us. We are set Eternally, And so, Holy Spirit, as you are a guide, you're a comfort, you're a counsel, would you speak to each of us today, every son and daughter in here? I know you're going to speak. Help us to hear and help us to respond. In your name we pray. Amen. So in Philippians 2, verses 1 through 4, I read a, a different version earlier today. I want to read this to you. Uh, this is... Paul writing and he's talking about fellowshipping and, and, and serving together and honoring people and, and, and caring for others. And he says this, if you've gotten anything at all out of following and belonging to Jesus, can anybody say I have? I know I, know I have gotten eternal life, hope, transformation, learn how to forgive. I mean, I could stand here all day and say what I've gotten out of it. So yes, Paul, I've got stuff. Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then do me a favor. Agree wholeheartedly with each other. Be, love one another and work together with one mind, one purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. So our big idea today in being gifted with talents is a question. Are you playing it safe or are you highlighting Jesus? Are you playing it safe? Well, you know, I do the good things, but not really going to get out there. Or do you live in a way that highlights Jesus? Peter writes in, in 1 Peter 4, verses 7 through 11, he writes this, everything in the world is about to be wrapped up. Kind of ominous. So take nothing for granted. Stay wide awake in prayer. Most of all, love each other as if your life 
depended on it. That's a sobering challenge from Jesus today. Because we all know somebody who doesn't follow Jesus. Maybe you're even here today or watching or listening online and, and you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus. Here's the thing. Those people we know, or if that's you, if life ends prior to a yes to Jesus, it is a Christless eternity. There's no going back. It is only horrific loss forever because the person chooses to not follow Jesus and accept eternal life. So he says, hey, take nothing for granted. Stay wide awake in prayer. Most of all, love each other as if your life depended on it. That's the challenge. Love makes up for practically anything. I love that. Be quick to give a meal to the hungry, a bed to the homeless cheerfully. Be generous with the different things God gave you, those talents. Passing them around so that all get in on it. So Peter's saying, hey, you've been blessed. You've been gifted. You've got abilities and talents. You have the capability to open up your home and share a meal, to give a bed to someone that's struggling, or if you just kept expanding it, to go and fix the roof, to take them to the hospital, to, to take care of their kids while they're going through this thing, or they're going through that thing, or maybe it's not even a horrific thing. It's just a couple trying to get away on vacation. They got seven kids. They haven't heard of, they've heard of what vacations are, but they never know what they are on their own. And you're like, all seven kids in my house. I don't know where we're going to sleep or how we're going to eat. You go away. I'm going to take care of them. Those are abilities and talents you have. You can open up your home, put a kid on the floor, and put some noodles in her mouth. You know, right? You, you and I can do that. Those aren't really huge talents, but it takes a lot. If you're going to add seven to your household, it takes a lot. It doubles my household. I, I would, whoo. I'd pray that on Jeremy, not on me. I'm in charge. No, just kidding. <laughs> It makes me think of Ephesians 2.10. We, we, we read Ephesians, speak Ephesians, quote Ephesians 2.10 a lot here because it is our identity. You are not a worm in following Jesus. You are not a has-been or a, oh, good, you know, lucky to, to have eternal life on your side or a broken-down person. You are a masterpiece. Identity is huge in how you live out. If I believe I'm a worm saved by Jesus, I'm going to live like a worm until heaven and probably do nothing because I'll grovel my life. But if I know I'm a masterpiece crafted by God himself, I'm going to live a lot different. And Paul writes, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. The masterpiece only comes in Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So our goal is that if you've been gifted by God, use those gifts, that talent that you have to make others' lives better. You can. Are you going to be as gifted as that guy who can like build a house with like, he can, he can knock down his own trees and cut them and make nail? I mean, maybe you're not as gifted as that person at doing that. You're gifted. We're all gifted. First of all, we're all gifted because the Holy Spirit lives in us. So we got everything that heaven offers. 
And then he says, specifically, I've made you to be able to do this or that. Or maybe you can't, you're like, I really want to learn how to, I don't know, work on cars. That would be like, I would look at it and go, if somebody said, hey, Scott, can you fix my engine? I'd be like, no, I could blow up your engine. But maybe the Lord's saying, Scott, get with Roy and learn how to work on a car. And Roy Ishner can teach me some basic things. And then when someone comes, I'm like, oh, I can do that. Roy taught me. I'd still choose him first, but I'll do it. Right? We, we've been gifted to help others' lives be better. So serve. Serve. Look for ways to give your life away on a team, in, in a mission agency, maybe locally, as a part of some ministry here. And with an opportunity just that's before you for something. Maybe it's not a part of a ministry team or a, a class we do or a mission agency, but that's your mission right down the road. That lady who lost her husband last year, who's just like trying to make it through the day and, and doesn't know what to do. Your mission, your talent could be, my talent is I'm going into her house and we're making cookies a lot and we're just going to talk about the good old days just to bless her and love her. Steward the talents that you've been given because all of us have been given talents. With what you've been gifted with, given by God, again, are you playing it safe or are you highlighting Jesus? And, and by playing it safe, it might be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm not really playing it safe. I, I love Jesus, but I just, I don't have a lot of time. So I'm just, you know, one day. Well, that's selfish. That's self-preserving. Are you preserving yourself and your time at the expense of what Jesus asks of you? Because like, I'm not necessarily telling you I know what you're supposed to do, but he will. So are you presenting it to him or you're like, well, if I present it to him, he's going to tell me what to do. <laughs> that's what Christian humans do a lot of times. Well, if I present in a humble, like, submissive humility way I, he's going to ask me to do something and, and then I, I can't do this or that or the other and I really want to own my own self that's playing it safe in that previous First uh, Peter 4 passage he, he makes it really plain and really simple what we're to do he, he brings this instruction down to one simple applicable point he says you've been given a gift by God these talents that gift is to be used for a specific purpose and that specific purpose is to serve others and bless people because Jesus has given you everything. I love how the uh, contemporary English version writes verse 10 in 1 Peter 4. It says, Each of you has been blessed with one of God's many wonderful gifts to be used in the service of others, so use your gift well. Very plain, very simple. I don't have to work hard to figure out. I don't need to go to seminary to know what in the world that means. That's simple. So think about this. I was thinking about this a lot this week. I don't know if it's because I was reading or what, what, uh, something specific, but, but I think I saw it somewhere and somebody said, you know, Jesus asked this question a lot. What do you want me to do for you? When he lived on planet Earth, he asked the question a lot. What would you like me to do? What can I do for you? What, what do you need? What if that was our go-to? What if we lived in a way where our go-to interaction with people was, what can I do for you? Now, the 
the, the side of our humanity that's not always submitted to Jesus would say, oh, what if they ask stuff that I'm like, ah? Oh. Well, you, you still take it to the Lord, right? Because he's God, not those people. But I, I live in a way that asks the question, what, what can I do for you? What, what do you need from me? Are you playing it safe? Or are you highlighting Jesus? In the parable of the, the ten talents or the three servants or whichever your, your, you know, your particular version might, uh, might list it, um, we see this struggle highlighted, playing it safe versus highlighting Jesus. Uh, you know, I kind of looked at it one, uh, the other, a few weeks ago and I was like, it's really in that setting, it's multiplying what my boss has or, or preserving myself. So in Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30, Jesus tells the story, and he's telling this, this story that really comes down to this. You either live from faith, or you live in fear. And it might be like, I'm not afraid of anything. Well, you're afraid of letting God have your talents if you're not living from faith and multiplying them. So you might not be a scaredy cat that we would commonly connect with, with fear. But fear of man, like, what are people going to think if I, like, start doing church stuff? You know, whatever it might be. Well, that's fear of man. Or, oh, I might lose out on it. It's fear of control or whatever it might be. We're either going to live from faith or live in fear all the time when living for Jesus. So I'm going to read it in chunks and then, and then share some thoughts. And then we're going to have a time of prayer and hear from the Holy Spirit today so Jesus had been he's he's really talking about some big things here this is right before the the end I mean whether you're reading the, the passage in Luke or here in Matthew uh, he's basically got a week left on planet earth and in Matthew this is the last teaching Jesus does before all the stuff uh, culminates into the the trial and the accusations and the and the beatings and all the stuff so it's a pretty big deal you know it's a pretty big deal to have last stuff here from Jesus. And he's talking about end times and, and what it's going to be like. So he tells this story, and, and so he told a bunch of stories. So it starts off in verse 14. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants, and he entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last. Dividing it in proportion to their abilities, he then left on the trip. So he's saying here, hey, different people have different abilities from God. None are better than the others, but maybe somebody can do a little bit more. Yeah, you know, think of my friend Marcelo, who's a missionary. Uh, he was called to, is it Iran or Iraq? Okay, it's either Iran or Iraq and North Korea. Uh, he was called to take the gospel in and find house churches and get them the Bible. And so he started a, a tourist company so that people could go on tours. I mean, can you imagine paying to go on a tour of North Korea? <laughs> you know, the, the premier there is probably like, I knew we could do it. And everybody else is like, really? There's a trick going on here. But, oh, sorry. Uh, but all that he does and arrested so many times and, uh, you know, his wife's a pastor there and arrested and all this stuff. I'm like... He got a large bag of talents compared to me. And you know what? That is awesome. We blow it when we compare our bags of talents. 
But when we live out of our talents, we just live for the good of God and the, and the glorification of Jesus. So yeah, people can have different talents, abilities, pr- proportionate, and that's okay. We're all one family and we're celebrating. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip, called them to give an account of how they had used the money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. You did your job well. You're my partner now, is what the master who represents God is saying. The master, Jesus, he's, he's looking for goodness and faithfulness in us. He wants to encourage you and bless you and celebrate you. He wants to rejoice over you for just doing the things that are naturally in you and to, to, to bless other people. He just wants us to joyfully give away our lives to use those things we've been given and, and be cheerful, be happy to do it. And then it's okay to go back and, Jesus, man, you called me to do this and, and I did this. I know you were watching, but I want to talk to you about it. And look what's happening. He's like, yes. He never says, quit bragging. I gave that to you. I asked you to do that. It changed people's lives. Let's talk about it. You're on team Jesus. Let's get excited together. He wants to celebrate you. Don't buy the lie that you can't be happy for doing the things of Jesus. He's happy. Why can't you and I be? That's called religion. We won't talk about that right now. So he wants us to use our skills and our abilities and our talents to advance his kingdom in, in different ways. Preaching the gospel, fixing somebody's fridge. Both are Jesus-centered. If done from the desire to bless because Jesus has given you so much. And as we use our talents, we're going to bless people. It goes on in verse 22. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward. Master, you gave me two bags to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Those two guys, they're highlighting Jesus. That's what they're doing. They're just taking what they've been given and they're, and they're using it to benefit uh, people around them and, and advance the cause to, to increase the kingdom. So they're highlighting Jesus because they're living from faith and living from faith always highlights Jesus. Living in fear hides Jesus and gives a bad picture of Jesus, a false picture. Living from faith highlights Jesus. And, of course, then we have verse 24. Dun, 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 right? Then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, 
harvesting crops where you didn't plant and gathering crops where you didn't cultivate. I was afraid that I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. Here's the thing. Just because Jesus is telling this parable doesn't mean it's the truth about the guy that, that this servant's talking about. He doesn't know the master, so he, he believes falsely and he lies about him. Whether it's ignorant or fear-based or both, I don't know. It's a story, but he's making stuff up here. And, and he's blaming him. One of those things about humanity is we're so good at, at going back to the garden and blaming God. That woman you gave me, that serpent you made, you know, your fault, God. So he lies about God's character because he doesn't know it. And here's the thing. The funny thing in this, he says, you, you harvest and you gather where you didn't really do much. Well, he's seeing that as a negative, a bad character. And it's like, it's really a positive because God can make things happen that look like they could never happen. I harvest where there's a little because I want people in heaven. I gather where there's just a tiny bit and where man couldn't do anything because I want to populate heaven. You see that as harsh, dude. So you're scared of me. That's actually a great quality of mine, God would say. He didn't work. He didn't try. He didn't even care to, to attempt anything. He just made excuses because he's playing it safe. And then it ends with this. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops where I, uh, that I didn't plant and gathered crops that I didn't cultivate, why didn't you at least deposit the money in the bank and I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant, give it to the one with 10 bags of silver. To those who use well what they're given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance, because he's an abundance type God. But from those who do nothing, even the little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ah, the message says, get rid of this, play it safe, who won't go out on a limb, throw him out. Are you playing it safe or are you highlighting Jesus? You know the answer to that. But here's the thing. We don't have to stay where we're doing something bad. Everything's redeemable in Jesus. I'm going to ask you to stand right now. And we're actually going to pray. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to show us, to tell us what He wants us to do with the talents given to us by God himself, the one who knows everything. And then my prayer is that as we hear from the Holy Spirit, that you would commit to say yes. It may be he says, keep doing what you're doing. Way to go. It may be he says, you're doing great, but I want you to do something new. Step over here. Oh, it's a little less comfortable because I've known this for 10 years. Step over here. It may be Hey, I love you, but you know that you're hoarding yourself and your talents. And so just begin to give away. There are plenty of opportunities here in this church, here in this community, around the globe to use your talents in very practical day-to-day uh, -day things and then in very deeply spiritual things. And really, the practical is always spiritual when done for Jesus. But I'm going to ask that the Holy Spirit speaks to us and that we respond. The altars are going to be open. Maybe you need to come up here and just submit it to him. And then we're going to sing, we're going to sing a song of worship. And during that song of worship, man, just let it be 
you telling Jesus, thank you for the talents you've given me. Thank you for entrusting me with this many bags of silver. And I'm going to use it and multiply it for your fame, for your glory, and for the blessing of others around me. Lord, I, we come before you right now. We're just, we're just men and women. We're just sons and daughters gathered in a room. But it's a holy moment. We're just, uh, we're just children of yours who, who know you've given us everything. You've given us eternal life. And you're saying, hey, I've made you with this many talents, so would you use them to multiply my kingdom, to bless others, to, to gift others, to give your life away here, to, to open up your home here, to, to, to bless someone here. Lord, would you speak to us? Holy Spirit, would you speak clearly to us right now in a way that each one of us, sons and daughters, hears? And then help us to say yes to you. Because sometimes you ask us things that we want to struggle and fight and battle. We want to say, ah, but I know that this is you. Help us not to use excuses, which goes back all the way to the garden. And we know that's part of our selfish, unsanctified humanity. But help us not live in that. Help us live sanctified and set apart as followers and disciples of yours. Ones that you would look at and go, that's my good and faithful son. That's my daughter who did it well. Come on, let's, let's celebrate. You're part of my team. Help us live that way every day of our lives. If we're convicted right now, help us repent and be set free from that and not bound by it anymore. If we're lost and we're, we've never made a decision to follow you, help us to go, I want to live in a way that the creator of the universe says, well done, good and faithful servant. Let's celebrate. And they would just submit their lives and turn over their, their heart to you today, Jesus. And as we worship you, I pray that when we worship in spirit, it's our spirit connecting to your spirit, the one who actually lives in us. We're worshiping you because you're so good and so amazing, beyond words. That as we worship in truth, it's because that's who you really are. This God we worship, holy, holy, holy is your name that we'd be undone and excited at the same time. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. Help us here. Encourage us as we say yes. And then help us walk the way. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more sermons and full service replays, visit us online at hcfburnit.org. God bless and have a great week.